0: We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school.
1: There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County
0: hello hello and welcome to another edition of henrico cte now i am rashawn garnett and with me i have mike roberts and today we're con- conducting yet another virtual podcast for you shout out to microsoft teams right mike i mean uh got two guests here via microsoft the microsoft teams hotline should we call it that from now on mike the microsoft teams hotline yeah
2: you know, i don't know but we need to work with some kind of a name we've been using it so much <laughs> this year
0: I mean, it has been a useful tool as of late. I need to figure out how we can, uh, we will look into, I have some theories about making it sound almost as good as our mobile podcasting uh, tools uh, that I'll share with you after the show, show Mike. But uh, for the, for the most part, it's been getting, it's beginning the job done. I want to remind you to check us out on our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Make sure you stay up to date with us. Also check out Henrico CTE.com. Uh, as well, and Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast.
2: You can find the podcast at any of your major uh, podcast venues and most of your minor ones, including Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, the works. Apple is uh, currently our our biggest fan. They're, most people are are listening to the podcast on Apple, but uh, there are plenty of minor ones out there too. And we are about to reach a milestone. Maybe by the next time our uh, podcast drops. We will have reached five thousand fans. Oh wow! So, 5,000 fans. Yes.
0: Mike, Mike, you did it, man. Yeah, make
2: podcast <laughs> famous. You did it. No, just get I mean, just, it's it's not only is it. I mean, it's it's the the amazing thing is how international it is. We're up to tw- we're in a high twenties on how many countries this is is being listened to. Um, but it and it's a it's a new one every every so often. It's just amazing and uh, I never never would have imagined it been here.
0: Yep, it's growing, and we're getting the good word out out about CTE, the amazing students that participate, and also the amazing companies that partner with us to uh, put these students in careers that they are passionate about. All right, guys, time to introduce you to our guests we have with us, Human Resource Specialist with Morocco County Public Schools, Cesar Aldrich, and Pocahontas Middle School Family and Consumer Science teacher, and also, maybe the most important part, newly named Pocahontas Middle School First Year Teacher of the Year, Brianna Smith. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here on Henrico CTE Now. And Brianna, congratulations. Hand claps, hand claps, hand claps. Yes,
2: thank,
0: you. <laughs> yeah.
3: Woo.
0: Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. And I want to start off by uh, getting some background on both of you, introduce you guys to our listeners, and get some background on us. So give us uh, about yourself. So give us some background on yourselves and what your role is here with Henrico County Public Schools. And we'll start with Ceza and then Brianna. You hit, you go ahead and follow up.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. I am so excited to be um, chatting with you guys today, Rashawn and Michael, as well as having an opportunity to talk and showcase Brianna Smith. Um, I'm Ceza Aldrich. I'm one of the human resources specialists for Henrico County Public Schools. And I have been in the role of a human resources specialist um, since 2007 and have been in the Henrico school system since 2003. I myself was a CTE teacher um, working as a business and information um, technology teacher for a little while before heading over to the human resources side and I get the opportunity to work with individuals like Brianna who we will of course showcase today during this um, during this podcast and talk about the outstanding opportunities available in Henrico County Public Schools.
0: All right. Awesome. Awesome. I did not know you had a CTE background. So now wonder you know what it's all about. You know how awesome CTE can be. So, uh, Brianna, give us a little bit of background on yourself.
3: Yes. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. Of course. Um, my name is Brianna Smith. I am a first-year teacher at Pocahontas Middle School teaching family and consumer sciences. I am also a Henrico CTE um, and ECE 2016 teacher scholar. Um, I actually graduated from Virginia State University last year in May um, with my degree in FACTS with a minor in secondary education. So I'm excited to be here and come back.
2: You just made Rashawn's day. I, always, yes. always,
3: always. always like, I already knew
0: that. Yes. A long-time listener to this podcast, uh, you know where I graduated from, and that's Virginia State University. We love it. We love it. We love it. Okay, VSU. We love it, we love it. We love it. Okay, gotta love the Trojan Nation. Um, so, Brianna, we, have, uh, we heard you just earned the First Year Teacher of the Year Award at Pocahontas Middle School. What does an achievement uh, mean to you, especially being that you... Uh, went to school here, and now you're out here doing big things in your first year.
3: Yes, it was very exciting. When I first heard I was nominated, I was like, oh my gosh, what, <laughs> me? I just started. <laughs> um, but earning this award is truly a blessing, and I'm humbled to have only been teaching for a little over semester, and I was recognized by my colleagues and parents and my amazing students, and it just means that hard work pays off, so always stay dedicated.
0: And you know, uh, Brianna, you you're in a unique situation here, and a lot of new teachers are in a, a very unique situation here. I mean, yep. uh, you know, COVID-19 has affected the way you guys do things, and I think that just adds a little bit more to this this personal victory, and no doubt that you were able in in a in a time like this to earn an award like this.
3: Yes, absolutely. It's it's definitely hard coming in as a first year teacher, but throw in a pandemic and being oh on a computer goodness. in front of a computer all day. It's like oh, okay, I got yeah. this. We'll make it.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, you've been doing something right. I mean, she has to be doing something right, Mike. I mean, went to VSU, now first year, uh, uh, new teacher award winner. She has to be doing something right, Mike.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, the, there's there's already challenges anyway. But yeah. like you said, with this particular past year, it, it definitely adds a lot more to the pile. So definitely. So, says um, a, oh, sorry, Mike. Go no, ahead. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> so says, how is uh, someone chosen for this award? Uh, the first year teacher of the year award. And uh, it's something that is done school by school. I think I understand, was my understanding of how it was explained to me. So how was someone chosen for this award? And why are awards like awards like this important to henrico county public schools
1: absolutely happy to talk about that so so yes there is a first year teacher of the year at um each each school then there will actually be a winner for the entire school division so there will be a henrico first year teacher of the year and of course we're all going to be rooting for brianna right Um, we have so many outstanding um teachers and you know of course Awards like this is just a very small token of showing the, the appreciation that the community of Henrico has for our teachers. The award is is basically f- given to a deserving um, exceptional performer in their first year. And as Brianna shared, you know this is basically just finishing her first semester. So um, to be eligible, it would be for teachers with zero years of experience. So these are our new folks coming in. And basically, the competencies that are um, that are looked for are positive relationships with learning community, and with strong intru- instructional practices, and strong communication skills. And as we've mentioned already, with COVID, you know, this year is even more challenging with with regard to building relationships and having those outstanding learning communities. And so, the fact that that has occurred in such a way that Brianna has been recognized. It's just outstanding. And as I said, you know, it. It's just a small token that we can show our first year teachers how much we appreciate all the work um, that they have put in and the fact that they selected Henrico schools as their choice employer. So we are so happy to have Brianna and as Brianna mentioned, she is um, a product of. I believe Brianna already mentioned she is a product of Henrico schools as a student, and now she has done full circle and come back to us as an educator.
0: I mean, Mike, uh, teachers are just important. We talked a lot here, especially with the pandemic going on about essential careers. And I think teaching is one of those things that are essential, right? So teachers uh, put out those. uh, They are the first people who teach those people to teach those people in the role uh, of those essential careers, Mike. I mean, teaching is just so, so important. So you have to recognize them in some way or some shape or fashion.
2: When you talk to people, there's always a teacher. There's always somebody right. they they remember a teacher that was the an influence on them. You know, I know in my situation, I had a teacher in high school that was so much of an influence on me, and 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 I think that this it's the same story with other people too. And and so when you know, being able to point it out and to profile somebody and say you know and 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 give somebody that that pat on the back that you're doing it, right out of the gate, you're doing such a great job. It's it's got to be. Important, especially considering the stressful, the stress that the teachers have been having to go through this year. So I think it's great that they're able to get some recognition.
0: Yeah, Mike, you mentioned there's always a teacher. I want to get send this huge shout out to one of my favorite teachers at Henrico. There's a whole bunch of them. Miss Green taught math, really helped me understand math. Um, I went to Henrico High School. So these are Henrico High School teachers I'm I mentioning. Also, Mr. Arthur, one of my favorite teachers uh, as well, over there, taught me history. So, yeah, teachers are important, and it's always a teacher, right, Mike, or a group of teachers that really make an impact uh, on your life. So, uh, Rihanna, you're a product of Henrico County Public Schools Teacher Mm -hmm. Scholar Program. Um, What has it it been like uh, working in the same school system you've grown up, even if it's only for half a semester? What's that been like for you?
3: Yeah. uh, Sometimes it's surreal. Like, weren't you just in high school at (laughs) Howland Springs? And occasionally when I log into my computer, I type in the HCPS Smith and I'm like, okay, you're not a student. (laughs) I have to come back to reality. Um, But now I'm on the other side of the computer and I'm responsible for someone's child. But at the same time, I, I get to give them the same exciting experience that I experienced in Henrico County for so many years. So it's, it's definitely an honor to be here as an educator now.
0: Yeah, and so we mentioned the teacher stop program a little bit early on. Can you give us a little bit of background about what it is and why it's so important to, to Henrico County Public
1: Schools? Absolutely, so you know there is no secret that there is a critical shortage of teachers. Um, It's a nationwide crisis, and so one of the things that Henrico looks to do is always be creative and a leader in, in 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 creative ways of solving problems, if you will. So beginning with the graduating class of 2015 the Henrico County Public Schools teacher scholars program was implemented to address staffing needs and increasing demand for highly qualified teachers in critical shortage teaching areas, thereby improving the delivery of service to our students. Content areas for which we consider um, students for the teacher scholars program are Spanish mathematics, exceptional education, Earth science, physical science, technology education. And Brianna's area of content, family and consumer sciences. And so, again, the program is designed to grow our own teachers. We talk with students who are interested in the profession. Um, we connect with our family and consumer sciences teachers who have Teach for Tomorrow students, as well as our specialty center over at Glen Allen High School, with regard to the um, The education uh, component of that specialty center and then throughout the uh, all of the high schools for individuals who may be interested in the profession of teaching, and so this is a program where an individual would apply during their senior year and we go through a a selection process, an interview process, and um, we ask them about their interest in the profession and what they feel is most important about the profession and then we go through the process of um, selecting our recipients. Brianna is part of the class of 2016 so she was part of the second year of the program and the way the program works is the individual is going to go and make a commitment to attend a higher education institution and receive a, a major, uh, receive a degree in one of these majors whereby it will allow them to come back and teach in our school division and the program is designed so that you are guaranteed a job so Brianna could tell her family before she even left high school when she was selected in 2016 in four or five years, whether she chose a bachelors or masters path, she would already have a job. And so I don't know very many seniors who can say that to their families, so I believe you know that in itself is awesome. But also there is a $5,000 sign on bonus, so you are guaranteed a job and sign on by a bonus of $5,000. And so. You know it's just a win-win and for our students who have a passion for education and want to come back and give back to the community it is just such an outstanding grow your own type of program and again from a recruitment standpoint it is helping us solve a greater problem Um, we do believe that we have some of the finest students in the us here in our own division some of the brightest students and you know to us they're all scholars and we are just fortunate to have a program like this where we can showcase the talents and then here we are we've got brianna who not only is a teacher scholar but has now been awarded as first year teacher of the year at her school pocahontas middle school so you can see how outstanding this program can be
0: i mean Mike, it sounds like a a pretty sweet deal and almost a no-brainer if you if you know especially if you know teaching is something uh that you want to do how many programs would say you know, outside of uh, CTA centers, that's what we always want to do: make sure students leave school. As Mac always put it, our director Mac Baden always puts it: enrolled, enlisted, or employed. But that sounds like a, a huge sweet, uh, a huge deal, right? Being able to come out of college with a guaranteed job uh, in the county that you grew up in.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know what we basically are seeing is the same thing that's happening in a lot of businesses where there are essential careers that aren't getting filled and you're having to come up with ways to attract people um, so that you're helping yourselves, you're helping them. Um, and I think it's it's important that, um, that we're doing things to try and attract people to these types of careers, just like what we're doing with the other programs and, and dealing with the, you know, cause our business partners tell us every day, you know, we're, yes. we're looking for students to come and fill these essential positions for one reason or another whether it's people aging out you know because you know retirement um or what it's or there's just not as, as many people as there has in the past or there's a a larger need than there was in the past to fill these positions it's important that um we do what we can to respond and henrico is doing what it needs to do to respond um to by having this 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 teacher scholar program how many students have gone through this in the short time that it's been uh, since it started?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, of course it's been in it began in 2015 with that with the senior class. So we have gone um, as high as 24 student scholars in one cohort. The, the class of 2018 was the largest one we had where we awarded 24 students as scholars, and of mm-hmm. course we keep up with our scholars all throughout their career in college um, in higher ed we check in with them see how they're doing do they need anything from us sometimes we have some of our recipients who may have a change of a uh, career path or a major if you will while they are in their educational program and so we'll talk with them and guide them through that process but yeah we've seen tremendous success from it we have hired um, a number of our folks From the 2015 2016 cohorts. And we are looking forward to working with the rest of the cohorts as they move along in their. Um, teacher preparation programs and again we do keep in touch with them and we you know we want to make sure that they know we're here that it wasn't just during their senior year and we won't talk to them again in four or five years so it is so exciting to keep in touch and hear how they're doing and you know how they're adjusting to that to the college life and of course then transitioning to the workforce
0: well i mean that's got to be huge that you guys actually check in on the students while they're in school And Brianna, just speaking from experience, how much would you say that helped you out in the long run, right? I mean, college, going off to college, whether you're going in-state or out-of-state, is a huge change, no matter how you flip it. But to have the support of the county behind you had to to make a pretty good difference in your comfort level as far as pursuing this profession.
3: Absolutely. Um, Leaving high school with that plan from Henrico was Absolutely awesome. Um, Just to see emails from them periodically, like, hey, we're checking on your status. Where are you at with your degree? How's everything going with classes? Um, It just felt very comforting to know that even though I transitioned out of school from Henrico, that they were still following me um, and checking up on my journey. So it was very sweet and thoughtful.
0: Hey, Mike. I mean, it really makes you feel like they have you back. I mean, which of course they do, but they, you know, for them to go the extra mile and keep
2: well, keep contact with them is great. It's Rashawn. It's a story that we keep seeing repeated. We yes. hear teachers in our ACE Center and CT programs. They're doing the same thing. You know, we've got H. You know, we've got uh, Miss Aldridge and and her group doing it. But we also are seeing our teachers do the same thing. Well, we I'm, just had that interview recently with uh, Miss Bobby and one of her her students who was opening up his own business and she had been keeping in contact with him when him going to VCU and then moving on to uh, opening up his own business. And when when uh, and she was the one that I think contacted us about hey, you know he could come and talk to us uh, and you can when we could talk about the success success stories with our students. You know it was her contact with her students and we've seen this before in the past too. And with other teachers, too, it's it's just it's amazing how it's it's a it's almost as if it's a it's it's a group effort, but it's it's not something that's planned. It's their commitment to their jobs and and to their students. Another testament to how awesome teachers are in
0: general. But of course, here in Herico County, how awesome the teachers are here as well. So, Brianna, you had the opportunity. We're talking about A-Centers. So, you know, I got to bring up our A-Center program. that you yeah. participate in. You had the opportunity to uh, participate in early childhood education. How has that experience helped you uh, in your first year of teaching so far?
3: Yeah. So I worked in the ECE program for two and a half years. um, And I would say this definitely helped me with patience. Working with the preschoolers from ages two to five definitely had you apply your skills on a daily basis and actually stick with it just to learn how to handle children altogether. You know, it doesn't matter at what age a child is a child and you have to learn how to work with them. Um, so patience was definitely one thing. Another aspect was learning how to construct lesson plans. So going into college, I didn't have a lot of struggles when it came to creating lesson plans because I was doing it in high school for preschoolers. So that being there in that program definitely set me a level up higher before I even started college.
0: Yeah, I mean, we always talk about it here on the podcast, that any experience is a good experience, but it especially pays off when you get experience in something Mm -hmm. that you know you're going to do after high school or after college, right? Then you can- really reap the benefits of that experience, right? It's like your training has finally paid off when you're out there in the (laughs) real world. I remember this uh, from class. I remember uh, learning this in early childhood education. I remember learning this as uh, being part of the teacher scholar program. So that is really, really good to hear. So uh, Cesar, uh, you mentioned you have a background in CTE. Why do you think programs like the early childhood education program is important to aspiring teachers?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, there just has to be a passion for kids um, of all ages, of all backgrounds, of all cultures, and, you know, a program like the Early Childhood Education Program, number one, is going to nurture that passion. And number two, it is going to teach and show our young adults who are in the program what that development looks like, what the child, the the development of the child looks like, you know, and that basically all child, all children learn on a different um, level in different ways. And so just getting that background in a program like that, spending time, and, and really understanding whether this profession is for you truly is such an important aspect, because if you do not have a love for children, if you do not love and I say love, not like love,
3: children,
1: <laughs> then education is not for you because it is a tough profession and it is not for everyone. It is hard work, but it is heart work. So you've got to have the heart for it, and if you are enrolled in a program like the early childhood program that we have, um, it is going to help you understand whether this is the right path for you or not. And you know, it's exploratory, if if you will. You're exploring careers by spending an opportunity with the program, like the early childhood or or other programs that are offered in within the CTE programs. You know, it is offering you the opportunity to sort of explore that that profession before you jump you know, into it 100%. But you know someone like Brianna, who was not only a teacher scholar, but was involved in the early childhood education program. It doesn't take long for us to be able to determine. And during the interview process with this teacher scholars, it doesn't take long to to kind of grasp whether an individual has that passion for kids. Again, the love for children, all children.
0: Uh, One thing I like that you said right there says it was hard work. It is hard work and you really have to put your heart into it. The students know when you care and the students know and feel, uh, I guess. I guess the work feels more important when they feel like it's coming from your heart, right? Where, you know, they they feel like you have their well-being at, at heart, right? You really want them to be successful. So I think that was a perfect way of putting the work of teachers, right? Mike, it is not hard work. It's hard work. You have to have your heart into it and the students can tell the parents can tell. And, uh, you know, the community can tell when we produce really, really uh, good people to be added to our community ranks as far as doing different jobs uh, coming out of the CTE world, whether you're enrolled, enlisted or employed.
2: Yeah, I I think you're, you're 150% right on that. I mean, the, the students know and the parents know when the teacher's putting that, that heart work into it. Um, I think it's, it's, and it's, and it's, it's important that that is what that when somebody wants to do it, that's what their goal is in mind. Is that they're right. There, it's not just a job. It is a lot more than 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 mo- than most jobs out there because of that that connection and, and the responsibility to these students is that you, if you don't have the heart to do, you know for it that it's it's that's you might want to be doing something else. But go <laughs> <we're,
0: laughs> well, find something
2: next fall to put your heart in. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. You know, and and I I think these programs are are making sure that that's what that's what we end up with. That we don't end up with somebody who's just punching a clock. You know, and um, Brianna, how you know we're sitting there talking about you know the hard work and people wanting to do the job. How long have you wanted to teach? How you know when did you first figure that out? And how did you find out about the 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 teacher um, uh, the scholar program? uh, How did that first get introduced to you?
3: Okay. So I, I always wanted to teach for many years since I was a little girl. My mom tells me till this day, I used to go to daycare and I wouldn't play with the other kids. I would just follow the teacher and tell everybody what to do, like mock ex- everything that she said. Um, so I've, I've known that it's always been a passion for mine. I did, uh, of mine. Um, I did put it on the back burner for a little bit when I first got to high school, just because I was trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. Um, But when I went to talk to my counselor and they introduced us to the tech programs and tech education, I saw that their early childhood education program had a hands-on experience with children, also teaching us how to um, be educators and learn about education and learn about child development. I thought that it was very interesting since Teaching was definitely a passion of mine and I still loved it. I decided to apply for that program and I stuck to it.
2: Yeah, boom, well, here you are. Here there you are. <laughs> you say you talked to your counselor and they introduced you to the idea of signing up uh, for the early childhood class. How yeah. early was that first introduced to you? Did you? Was it 10th grade, 8th grade? When did you first learn about the ACE Center program?
3: So I learned about the ACE Center in 10th grade, so sophomore year. Um, And then, of course, you know, you don't start tech until 11th, 12th grade. Um, So I started in 11th grade, and I was there until the summer when they said, hey, you can't work anymore, so
2: (laughs) but you got to (laughs) go. Do you feel – I'm just leading up to that. Do you feel that uh, that – those programs should be introduced to students in an earlier age than 10th grade?
3: Uh, absolutely. I would say, even when they first come, when the eighth graders begin to transition to high school starting that freshman ninth grade year, I think that is definitely important to just. Put all the information out there, even if they forget it. I'm sure that they will always remember one piece or key piece right. of information and they'll go, oh, I remember when they came to my class. Um, I actually did it with my eighth graders as well. I had the some of the ECE teachers come to my class to talk to my eighth graders about the program that I was in. So I think introducing it as soon as possible is definitely the best route.
0: All right, Seth. I want you to chime in here. We're going to talk a little about skills uh, to pay the bills, or skills to make the grade. Trying to find a good teacher metaphor to use, or teacher pun, but it wasn't working right there. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, what are some of the skills that uh, one needs to be a successful teacher?
1: Sure. So, you know, I've mentioned already the love for all kids. You know, um, passion for all kids. Um, Also, you have to have a passion for what you're teaching. Um, You. Kids can tell if you don't love that content. You know, you're going to talk about family and consumer sciences. Brianna stands in front of the folks, and you know, and, and well, at this moment at the camera. But, um, yeah. you know, when she's in person, will be you know speaking and and trying to energize her students about a content. If she herself does not have a passion for that content, it is not going to take long for her students to tell. And if you don't love what you're teaching, it's going to wear on you. And unfortunately, it will wear on our students. And so we ask all of our teachers: be sure that you love what you're teaching. Make sure you have a passion for continuous learning in that particular content. And and again, um, I, I'm going to you know say this again: love for all students, um, caring about the whole child, understanding that it isn't just about the few hours you see them, but there is. A whole nother aspect to the student, you know, with home and and all other things that may come with extracurriculars and things of that nature. More this year than ever, be flexible, be adaptable understand things can change on a dime. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I've talked with teachers who will tell me now this is when they're in person that they're in the most engaging lesson. You know, everybody is paying attention. Everybody is doing awesome and all of a sudden the fire drill goes off and now they've got to bring them all back after that collectively and try to get them all back on that engaging lesson. Sometimes it doesn't happen, right? So (laughs) just understanding that things like that are going to happen. Um, You know, to be successful again, you have to always, always want to learn. You have to be part of your students learning as a whole, and you know, you've got to love that subject. Another thing that I would say is you've got to maintain professionalism, um, you know, in all that you do. Sometimes it's hard. Um, you know, there are kids in your room and so sometimes our you know our teachers may be not too many years older than the students that they're teaching, but you always have to remain professional and realize that you are held to a standard. You are you are working with people's precious, their most precious assets, and you are in a fishbowl. There is nowhere to hide. All eyes are on you. Whether you're at the grocery store or in Washington D.C. or whether you're in New York City or in Cabo, it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to know you. Somebody's going to see you. So to be successful, always maintain professionalism, and of course, always, always remember that you have to have that passion for your students and for the content that you're teaching.
0: And this this next question, I really want to ask. Uh, you can go to either one of you. What, what would you say? Uh, because as I know, you have a background in, in teaching before you made the move to HR. And Brianna, uh, this is your first year teaching, so it'll be interesting to see the difference in perspectives, or maybe the similarities in perspectives here for this question. But what is the most rewarding thing about being in education, or you know, about about teaching? What is the most rewarding thing you would say? And let's go ahead and start with Brianna.
3: Okay. Yeah. So I would say the most rewarding thing is. Uh, we get to have fun, and there's never a dull moment in the classroom. Um, I would say I actually played Pictionary with my kids, and that small little game and activity actually brought them so much joy, especially since we're not face to face. They interacted more than ever. My eighth graders are sometimes tough, <laughs> um, but it it makes me feel nice that I get the opportunity to shape students' minds and provide them with knowledge and skills and the experience to be good humans and citizens in this world. So it's definitely awesome.
0: All right, Sassel, so what about you? What would you say would be the most rewarding thing about working in education? You're working in, the, in HR now, um, but you're still in education. You mentioned you know mentioned before the podcast, and Racco County is kinda of like a little city. So <laughs> what what would you say is the most rewarding thing about working in education, maybe from a teacher standpoint and from the position you're in right now?
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I would say that all of us in the the world of education likely at some point were influenced by an educator. We've talked about that and how you know an educator has has very likely played a significant role in our in our life um, in in decisions that we've made. You know I myself get my energy from kids. Um, Not only did I teach, but I also coached and I would have the most fun when I was around students. They made me laugh. You know, sometimes they made me laugh, but I was mad at them at the same time. (laughs) But, you know, it's just one of those things where you just get energy from kids. And at the end of the day, all the hard work that you put in. Is going into and investing into a child. So you know, while there are outstanding um, employers out there that are not part of the educational um, world, you know, perhaps industry related work where you know the product is maybe a, a service or a product might be an item that many of us may need. But in education we have this unique unique treasure, which is our product is the success of students. You know, and what we do here is we ensure the success of all of our students, all of our staff, and we are here to support them in whatever resources that they may need to achieve that. One of the things to keep in mind is our um, our school division. Uh, motto is the um, right to achieve and this su- the support to succeed so you know that that in of itself is such a rewarding aspect to know that what we do every day whether it's in the classroom whether it's in the HR department whether it's in the CT department working on technology we whatever we are doing is bettering the lives of children mm-hmm.
0: all right um we're running up
2: against the clock here guys oh Mike you wanted to say something I'm sorry because yeah I wanted- just it was a question I, I had written, and I'm I'm altering it a little bit because I I think it sounds and it sounds more appropriate. But um, Rihanna, what was you know in the short time you've been teaching, what would you say was your biggest challenge, and what did you how did you meet that challenge? I have wrote overcome, but I don't know if that's really the appropriate word. I think how did you meet that challenge? You know, know, as a new teacher.
3: Okay. Um, my biggest challenge so far, piggybacking off of my last statement, being virtual, sometimes participation is hard to get Um, and trying to get them to be excited as I am when I created the lessons on my Saturday morning. Could be a struggle, but I say having hands-on activities. I did a no-sew activity with my 7th and 8th graders, and just having them use their hands and pick up a pencil like we're back in school actually causes them to have excitement and bring them back to, you know, we're in school, I can still have fun, and she's making this engaging for us.
0: Yeah, that's got to be a challenge, especially uh, dealing with everything you guys have going on, but... Hands on activity, no matter which way you flip it and really uh, sometimes no matter what age. Yeah. Really does students uh, become more engaged. And this is a, a question. Uh, uh, again, we're running up against the clock. I don't want want this episode to go on too long. Uh, this is one of those topics, Mike, where we can really talk like an hour or two hours about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to bring it to a close here. There's got to be an ending. I don't want to make this like a two hour long podcast. So uh, this question is for both of you, uh, Cesar and Brianna. And we'll start with SZA. What can students do now to better prepare themselves for a career in teaching? Uh, starting with Miss Seza Aldrich over here.
1: Sure. So you know, basically taking courses during their. Um, during, during their high school programs, you know, like Brianna did with the early childhood education program, uh, perhaps going into um, a Teach for Tomorrow type of program. Um, working, you know, the teachers for tomorrow students they even get an opportunity to go into some of our elementary schools and they do observations. They help hands on with the um, with the students, um, K through five um as well as you know really hone in on if you're a secondary type of person meaning you're you just have a significant love for math you know start really thinking about how majoring in math could could lead to a profession in teaching mathematics um students preparing for the teaching profession you know you just have to ask yourself certain questions are you passionate enough about students Are you passionate enough about content? And if you are, then what steps are you willing to take? Put yourself in different roles. One of the things that I say is during the summer, you know, lifeguard, babysit, um, work with Parks and Rec, get around students. And make sure you get around all types of students. You know, one of the most significant, challenging things that we'll see when we are recruiting is that some of our candidates have only been in one type of setting. Henrico County Public Schools is very unique. We are urban, suburban and rural, all under one division. And when we're recruiting teachers, we are looking for folks who can teach all students, any type of student. We we are unique in that we can offer, you know, if someone has a preference of working in an urban or rural or suburban setting, but to make yourself more marketable, you want to give yourself the chance of getting in front of kids from all walks of life. So if you've done, if you've gone through schooling in one type of setting. Make sure that when you're getting some of these experiences during the um, weekends, if you're working or during the summer, that you are giving yourself exposure to other types of settings. That is what's going to make you a marketable candidate, and that goes for not only the teaching profession, but all professions. Mm -hmm. Make sure you don't pigeonhole yourself into one area. Make sure you are marketable and are well rounded as a candidate.
0: Yeah, versatility is certainly important, especially when we're talking uh, about teaching. You're going to meet a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life, so you've got to be able to understand and adjust accordingly. All right, Brianna, so uh, what are some advice you can give uh, for students who may be aspiring teachers? What can they better do to prepare themselves for a career uh, in this field?
3: yeah definitely paying attention during those classes everything comes back around um in some fashion form and fashion so continue to push through any struggles or obstacles that you might have um i would say i'm I'm 23 fresh out of college and and during those last two years it was it was very tough (laughs) but no journey is easy so you definitely have to keep fighting
0: all right. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, I'm going to bring the show to a close here. I want to say thank you so much, uh, Miss Aldrich, and thank you, Brianna, guys, for coming on the show here today. And again, another congratulations to Brianna all winning uh, that yes. first year award uh, over there at Pocahontas, Pocahontas uh, Middle School. So thank you guys so much for coming out, coming out while well, being on the show. I got Mike, I still haven't gotten used to stop saying coming out when we have <laughs> virtual shows, right? <laughs>
2: we have been 90 so percent virtual, and you first. still haven't figured it out. I still haven't figured it out. I still haven't figured
0: it out. I'm in at working at progress, but so thank you guys so much for participating in Rico CTE now, the podcast. All right, guys, uh, I want to remind you guys to check us out on social media before I let you uh, before I let the listeners go here. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all at the handle in Rico CTE. Also, check out the website in RicoCTE.com. Stay up to date on everything we got going. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast.
2: You found the podcast on all of your major and minor podcast venues.
0: All right. So like, subscribe, hit that and notification like subscribe. bell. And, uh, you know, notify you every time a new podcast drops, keeps you up to date on everything we got going on inside of the wonderful world of CTE. All right, guys, that's it for us. For Mike Roberts, for Sesa Aldrich, for Brianna Smith, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been RICO CTE. Until next time, so long, everyone.